I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, today's episode, four questions to ask yourself before selling some or all of your practice. My name is Dave Kittle. This is The Dave Kittle Show. I am the practice owner at Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy in New York City and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We're currently speaking with practice owners about partnering with them or those practice owners selling some or all of their practice. Let's get into today's episode and no pitch, just free content for you for practice owners. So the four questions to ask yourself before selling some or all of your practice, or in some cases, four questions to ask yourself before exiting. There's a little bit of semantics there, but we're going to get into it. Number one, are you emotionally ready to sell your practice? There's four questions. There's some sub questions under the main question. So number one, are you emotionally ready to sell your practice? Are you prepared to give up control? Are you prepared to give up the reins? Changing control can certainly be a challenge for many practice owners who have led this organization. You've grown this practice for 10, 15, 20, maybe 30 years. It really depends on your situation. There should definitely be some reflection in regards to changing control. And if you're staying in the practice, you'll have to really trust those potential buyers, whether it's us or some other organization. There's a lot of communication that needs to be taken place up front so you know what you're getting into because then a new buyer is going to come in and want to change things maybe slightly in the beginning. But over time, there definitely will be some change. All of that should be laid out up front, communication, so that you understand what types of goals and ideas or changes that those new buyers might be implementing. Are you burnout? Now, there's many folks that'll say if you're burnout, it might not be the best time to sell. But in some cases, we do speak with practice owners that are just looking to get out of the quote unquote, the rat race or get away from insurance reimbursement and insurance headaches and things like that, or, or billing headaches, whatever it might be. It's usually less headaches around staff, you know, in physical therapy and in healthcare. Of course, there's always stressors and there's challenges. But there's usually more headaches and frustration around billing and insurance and paperwork and admin and less about the people, less about the team. You guys understand that, of course. So are you burnt out? Do you have fear of missing out on this buying environment potentially? Right now, there's many, many buyers in the marketplace, including us. There's others that are corporates that are big chains that are buying practices as well. How much longer will these buyers be acquiring? Will it last forever? I don't think it's going to last forever. So if you're a practice owner, depending on your size of your practice, your age, your timeline, your goals of what you're looking to do outside of all of this, how much longer are these buyers going to be buying and at this rate of acquiring new clinics, consistent clinics that have been in existence for, again, 10, 20, 30 years? It may not last forever, and I don't think it will. If there's a downturn in the economy moving forward, that certainly will minimize the amount of spending. The, it'll minimize the amount of buyers in the market. So this may be a good window for you as a practice owner to consider. If you're listening to this type of a show, if you're listening to this type of content, it's probably a good time for you. But there is typically a window. And again, it probably won't last forever. All right. 
Another thing, have you considered when you might tell your directors, your managers, your leadership team? Also, when might you be telling your staff? And how do you think they're going to take it? There's other conversations on this show and elsewhere. We've interviewed other practice owners on when they've told their staff, when they told their management team, their leadership team, their directors, et cetera. Um, it's important to have them part of this situation, part of the conversation. Maybe later, as you get closer to completing a deal with us or with another buyer, uh, but those are just some of the components of, are you emotionally ready to exit your practice because there are going to be some emotions here. There's going to be some staff members that maybe have worked with you for 10 years, 15 years or more, and they might be really shocked or surprised. They might have a negatively emotional response to you leaving or you giving up control and you could still stay and work the day to day. But if there's some other brand name on the door or maybe the brand name stays the same, but there's new buyers, people, humans, we don't like change. And so this will be a very delicate situation. So again, that's just like a subset under number one. Are you emotionally ready to sell your practice? All right. Number two, number two is, is it time in your private practice ownership? Is your time in private practice ownership over with? Number two is your time in private practice ownership over with. It may or may not. It depends on your situation. So you may, if you're sitting back, you're reflecting on your career, your your practice, all of this, you may have accomplished a lot of your personal goals or business goals that you originally set out to, or maybe you exceeded your wildest vision of your goals of when you originally just started and you wanted to kind of just, you know, start your, put your shingle out and start your private practice. And you probably have surpassed a lot of those personal goals and business goals and, and grew a practice larger than you ever thought it would be. So are you at the point where you're thinking that that time is over. Is this stage in your life over with? There could be a transitional period as well in terms of where you're still helping the new buyer potentially. So you're staying on board, you're helping with culture and morale, and you're kind of helping steady the ship to de-risk the situation, de-risk the transition for this potential buyer, this new partner. So depending on where you're at, you, again, I'm making some assumptions here, but you are likely satisfied with what you've built. You're likely satisfied with your culture and morale that you've built and curated over all these years, you're probably very satisfied with your practice's reputation in the community because it's something that you've built and grown larger than yourself, right? Because I've spoken with many practice owners who kind of thought that they were going to put out their shingle, start their practice, and it was just themselves. Like Jamie Schreier was on the on the podcast a while ago. And, you know, he started, he was a solo PT. His wife was answering phones and doing some of the admin stuff. And a lot of practice owners get into private practice and that's all they really think about, not really like long-term. And then like all of a sudden it's like fast forward 10, 15, 20 years or more. And it's like, wow, you've grown like a really big organization. But at some point, if you're listening to this type of show and we're talking about exits and mergers and acquisitions and you know transitions and things like that, then you're probably tuning in because you're looking to make that move in the near future. Next thing. So if you are satisfied with those things, and if so, then you may be ready to exit and you may be ready to sell some or all of your practice. Number three, are you financially prepared to exit? So this is just full disclosure. I'm a private practice owner as well. And I'm a physical therapist and I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm not a wealth advisor. I'm not a financial advisor. So number three, are you financially prepared to exit? This is just to throw it out to you. This is not my area of expertise. So definitely consult with a financial advisor. They can help you 
They need to understand your situation, your finances, et cetera, how much you need to live on comfortably, all of that. And that type of a professional could help you measure and understand how much you might need to live on comfortably for X amount of years or the interest that you'll be making off of the lump sum that you get for your practice. Maybe that the amount of interest that you get per year for those dollars in an investment account or whatever, or whatever, you know, real estate, whatever you take that money, you sell your practice, you sell some or all of it, you get a lump sum, but then you have to put it somewhere, right? That's not my area of expertise. Talk to a financial advisor. They might have, you know, put it in Vanguard, put it in stocks, you buy real estate, whatever it is. Maybe you invest in other businesses, you invest in physical therapy businesses, who knows? But that individual, that professional can help you understand what do you need to cover all of your day-to-day and monthly expenses, you know, rent or mortgage and car payments and gym memberships and travel, domestic travel. You'll probably want to travel internationally or domestically, spend more time with your kids, grandkids, et cetera. The next component is your asking price realistic and based off of your practices, annual profits, again, EBITDA, all that type of stuff, other episodes, check it out. But this is under the number three of, are you financially prepared to exit? And like I kind of foreshadowed and mentioned, what type of lifestyle do you have now? And what type of lifestyle do you want to have if you're exiting some or all of your practice or if you're selling some or all of your practice? The lifestyle component is pretty big. It's, I think, fairly obvious, but it's like you should probably understand how many thousands of dollars you need to comfortably live per month. And then if you're going to be traveling, that's, you know, airfare and accommodations and all that. So you need to have that extra amount of money stowed away for those trips or plans or any other investments, whatever it might be. Again, talk to a financial advisor, talk to your accountant, your lawyer, your CPA, et cetera. And number four, will this exit be exactly how I want my life to look like? So number four, will this exit or will this sale be exactly how I want my life to look like? So Knowing your concerns, if you have concerns about money, your financial position, your resources, knowing your common household finances, all that should be covered, all that should be taken care of, right? And then with the clinical component, will you still be treating patients? And if you're not treating patients right now, then you're probably not going to continue to treat patients. But are you going to continue to go into the office and manage and lead the day-to-day? For example... We interviewed Bob Babb on the podcast here, and he sold 11 locations to IB Rehab. This was in 2019 before COVID. So he exited the business, but he continued to go into the office for the next two years. This was through COVID. You can listen to the episode. That was, I think, his preference and maybe the way they structured things, but he did not have any hold clause. Like He could have just walked out at any point, but I think he wanted to really help stabilize things because it was during COVID when he was working those the last two years and managing and going into the office at the same time every day that he had been. So all those things should be factored into, will this exit or will this sale be exactly how you want your life to look like? And we've spoken to many practice owners, for example, some of them are looking to travel more. They're looking to spend more time with their children or grandchildren some of the practice owners, they, their children or their family, is kind, they're kind of spread out all over the U.S. So they're going to be flying more. They're going to be traveling more. They're going to be spending more days and weeks elsewhere in other states, etc. So all those things should be reflected on, taken into account in regards to your situation. And can you afford it? Can it make sense? And how will that look like? And again, with your role, 
So will you be transitioning to more of a leadership role if you're treating patients right now and maybe you're trying to get out of patient care and you're exiting some or all of your practice? Will it be more of a leadership role, which then could be some in-person stuff potentially, and also maybe some remote Zoom calls, et cetera, with managers, directors, leadership team, et cetera? Will you be exiting the practice completely? And now there's many of other podcasts and interviews and things that we've done on the show here on the Dave Kittle Show, where you can listen in regards to the pros and cons of that. And there's going to be many buyers now in the market that want the practice owner to stay on and help with the transition. At the very least, six months is fairly common from what we're seeing and hearing. Many practices, many buyers want the practice owner to stay around for a year, you know, 12 months to stabilize. So it really just depends on the practice, how well the practice operates without you. Jamie Schreier's episode, he was totally out of, he was basically like an investor. He was, he created this practice with two locations and it was operating without him. There were a lot of manager and director meetings, leadership meetings that had occurred without him. And so when he sold, he was completely gone. Like once they completed the transaction, the paperwork, the agreements, everything, everything was inked and he completely exited the practice. However, if you're still involved with the practice in regards to either patient care or leadership roles, managing, et cetera, that'll factor into how this exit will factor into your life and what you want your transitional life and transitional period to look like. Anything else? Let's see. So what will you be doing on a daily basis? So again, it depends on your situation, but it's partly your goals. Like, what do you want to be doing? You got to think of like, you can't just like sit on the couch and like watch Netflix (laughs) day after day. You got to do something productive or some component. Just reflect on it. Just think about like, what do you want to be doing? Obviously, you're not going to be just sitting on your couch like day after day. I think it's going to get, you know, pretty boring and stale pretty quickly. So just think about what you will be doing, whether it's other projects, other investments, maybe it's real estate, maybe it's investing in any other type of uh, alternative investments or things where you can, you know, like consider it like a project or a side hustle or whatever it might be, something that you would find to be fun, but still, you know, your creative juices going, things like that. I think that's partly why you see a lot of practice owners that have exited their practice and then they end up becoming business coaches. So mention Jamie Schreier, there's Sturdy McKee, there's Jerry Durham in a way, Sean Kirk and... Chad Madden recently exited his practice. They, they're not, he's not exactly a coach, but there's a lot of practice owners that have exited their practices. They've sold, and then now they do coaching. Steve Anderson from Therapeutic Associates, the list goes on and on. Of course, you'll have more time freedom, more time and freedom to travel and spend with family. But again, just a quick recap. That was number four. Will this exit, will this sale be exactly how you want your life to look like? Those are just some things to think about. So that's a quick little episode, four questions to ask yourself before selling some or all of your practice. Again, I'm Dave Kittle, owner of Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy in New York City and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. If you find this valuable and helpful content, again, no pitch, nothing to sell you, no upsell, no downsell, no cross-sell, whatever. We're looking to acquire practices and we're looking to acquire profitable, reputable practices. So if you find this valuable, send this link. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, if you're watching on YouTube, et cetera, Take this link, text it, email it, send it to a colleague that you met at PPS or APTA, CSM or whatever. Some practice owner maybe in your same state or city or in another state. I would really appreciate it. Take two seconds, text or email the link of the show, send it to them. 
so that you can share it out. And that I will be thankful for. That's it for right now on the Dave Kittle Show. Subscribe so you get notified of future episodes as they're published. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.